Behold, with my naked hands did I part my ribs, bearing my heart in a basin of scarlet. Into this did I plunge my quill, drawing it forth pulsing, each drop warm, and ere it cooled wrote, tempering each note with a fever, or purifying it in meditation. Hello and welcome to the 100 Day Writing Challenge, day 19. That was the beginning of a poem by a writer called Patience Worth, and the piece would be unremarkable were it not for the fact that the author claimed to be dead. On July 8th, 1913, Pearl Curran was using a Ouija board with a friend when she received the message that would change her life. That night, the planchette was moving across the board with unusual vigour. Letter by letter, it spelt out the following. Many moons ago I lived. Again I come. Patience worth my name? Wait, I would speak with thee. If thou shalt live, then so shall I. I make bread at thy hearth. Good friends, let us be merry. The time for work is past. Let the tabby drowse and blink her wisdom to the firelock. When asked, she said that she had lived from 1649 to 1694. Curran would go on to write six novels which she said were dictated by Patience Worth, as well as dozens of poems. She said that in her mind's eye, Worth looked, quote, probably about 30 years. Her hair was dark red, mahogany, her eyes brown and large and deep, her mouth firm and set, as though repressing strong feelings. Her hair had been disarranged by her cap and was in big, glossy, soft waves. Curran also saw Patience, quote, sitting on a horse, holding a bundle tied in sailcloth, tied with dongs and wearing a coarse cloth cape, brown-grey, with a hood like a cowl, peaked. The face is in shadow. She is small and her feet are small, with coarse, square-toed shoes and grey woolen stockings, end quote. Now, not everything that Worth came out with was artistic gold. When asked... She offered a few impromptu proverbs, which include such timeless maxims as a lollipop is but a breeder of pain and the salt of today will not serve to catch the bird of tomorrow. And not everyone was convinced of Worth's otherworldly origins. Critics contended her claim to be from the latter half of the 17th century was somewhat undermined by her setting a novel in Victorian England, some 200 years after she claimed to have died. Her language wasn't consistent with the period either. She was strangely reluctant to give details of her life, and when people tried to investigate, they could find no record of anyone matching her description. So, do I think Pearl Curran, who wrote all this down, was a fraud? No. Do I think Patience Worth was a dead writer, using Pearl Curran as a conduit? Also no. Yet, here are six novels, here are all these poems. They certainly came from somewhere. So who did it? Today I'm going to need you to breach the veil between worlds yet again. Someone is waiting to speak to you. You don't need to believe in life after death or other parallel realities. They'll be waiting for you just the same. So first of all, I'd like you to do what Curran did and tune in to this other person's appearance. Remember how she saw Patience Worth's hair and face, her expression, her mouth firm and set as though repressing strong feelings. And then she saw her in a scene on a horse with a sailcloth bundle. She is small and her feet are small. I'm going to give you three minutes. I don't know if this person 
has just arrived today or perhaps they've been kind of hovering around you during this course or over your life for a while. I want you to stop and imagine a person in your head. If you need to, you can briefly close your eyes. Perhaps this person is working on something. Perhaps they notice you. I want you to notice the structure of this person's face, their hair, their expression, the details of their clothing. Where are they? And what thoughts and feelings arise in you as you observe them? What sense are you getting of this person's personality? The image that you get might come with sounds or smells or a sense of temperature. I want you to take just three minutes to immerse yourself in it, to feel it, to experience it, and to get down just a a couple of sentences, a few lines, a paragraph or so, describing this person and the scene. I realise three minutes doesn't feel like very long. It's not. But that's okay. Just get down what you can. I'll start the timer and then when I come back we'll go from there. Okay, so person, scene and some feelings that you have and a bit of sensory information. Right, three minutes. Ready? Go.
Okay, so now you've got the beginnings of a description. Maybe there were some parts you found hard to visualise, as if they were hidden from you. Don't worry, they'll come in time. So for the last seven minutes, what we're going to do is bid this person, this stranger, speak. Did they look like they wanted to talk when you observed them? What do you think they'd have to say? And whom would they address? So we're going to do this as a dialogue, as a conversation. I think it's impolite to expect them to talk without giving anything back. One side's going to be you, and one side's going to be them. You might like to open by simply saying, Hello. How they respond will tell you a lot. Are they welcoming, hesitant, suspicious? Do they acknowledge you at all? If they're quiet, can you think of ways you might be able to coax them into opening up? On the other hand, they might be so garrulous it's hard to get them to stay on topic. It might be them who ends up asking you all the questions. For the purposes of this exercise, I'd like you to keep this bit all dialogue. No physical descriptions, dialogue tags, not placing it in a story. Just you and them what you say, you know, like a script. Uh, don't worry about where it's going or whether it makes sense. You can just feel and trust your way through and, like we've talked about before, discover rather than plan this person and their answers. How's that sound? I'll time you for seven minutes and you have a little chat. Ready? Go.
And there we have it. I hope that was interesting for you both. What did you discover? Anything surprising? That is certainly one of the most writerly exercises we've done in the course so far. Uh, slightly slightly mannered. Um, I, I featured it in the Couch to IDK Writing Bootcamp and I wanted to return to it here because I, I really do feel this kind of communing with the imaginary in a state halfway between the mystical and unbridled play is really the heart of writing fiction. I hope you enjoyed that and I will see you again tomorrow. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.